Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. After a disastrous snowstorm, the Locked On Texans podcast, we are back. I am John, some sports guy Hickman, along with my co-host, ESPN reporter Cody Davis. Happy to be back with you guys, finally after a chaotic week. Uh, we've all been through it, the snowstorm, the ice, everybody lost a lot of a lot of things. And honestly, it is an honor to be back to discuss the chaotic franchise, the Houston Texans. But without further ado, Cody Davis, what is going on? Welcome back, my brother in sports. All of the listeners out there, let's get back to Locked on Texans. Yes, sir. And we are back just like that. And only by the grace of God, man, you know, last week was rough on everybody, but thankfully we all made it through and we just decided to get back to talking about your favorite football team in the Houston Texans. And with that being said, we got to pick up where we left off, get back to our position breakdown. And today we're going to talk about the running back position, how basically bad they were during the 2020 season. And we're going to talk about David Johnson, Duke Johnson, Scotty Phillips, where can they go from there? Should they release both the Johnson brothers? Should they contain one of the Johnson brothers? And if possible, should they explore either drafting or looking at a running back in free agency? And speaking of free agency, ladies and gentlemen, the last time John and I was in the studio, the biggest news surrounding the Houston Texans was the release of J.J. Watt. And I just want to give everybody a heads up. In the next 24 to 48 hours, I'm pretty sure we're going to see more releases for this team. And with that being said, tomorrow, as a matter of fact, teams can actually start franchise tagging players that they want to keep on their roster. And I want to bring that up because the last position breakdown that we did was the wide receiver core. And I mentioned in our breakdown that John McClain of the Houston Chronicle reported that the Texans are interested in keeping Will Fuller. And if they cannot agree to a long-term deal, they will franchise tag him and his franchise tag for this coming season is up to 16 million. And, you know, Unless the situation with Deshaun Watson gets resolved to the point where he wants to come back in Houston, I'm actually on record saying that I would like to see the Texans move on from Will Fuller because without Deshaun Watson, I'm not too sure if I want to see Will Fuller back. However, best case scenario is a franchise tag. We all know what happened to Will Fuller during the 2020 season. It gives the Texans an extra year to look at Will Fuller to see, do I or do I not want to make that guy my number one receiver for the future? And for Will Fuller, it gives him another opportunity to showcase not only to the Texans, but the other 31 teams around the league, especially those who might be looking for a wide receiver to showcase that he is worth not only top dollars, but he is also worth the title of being a team's number one receiver. I think it's interesting because if you're going to move on from Deshaun Watson, then that honestly should be a trickle-down effect for a couple of guys. Will Fuller being one of them. Uh, when you look at the Larry Tunsil contract, he's also another player on this team that I'd be comfortable with moving on from. The thing about Larry Tunsil's contract is they're going to have to pay at least half of that salary, but that's cool because if you're paying half of that, you're still going to have half back. If you trade Watson, if he goes to another team, you're going to get that draft capital. You have to be smart with this rebuilding. I think if Watson is gone, then the rebuilding starts as soon as possible, as soon as he's out the door. 
But let me just say this on the Laramie Tunsil really quick, and then we get back on track. I would much rather see Laramie Tunsil here, especially if Watson is not, because think about it. Let's say you you trade him to Miami and we get Tua back in return or they draft Justin Field or whoever the next quarterback can be. You can really set him up behind a decent offensive line with a Pro Bowl left tackle, something that not too many teams can offer. I mean, I can see that way of thinking, honestly. It's still smart, but Houston is in a financial bind. It's ridiculous. And if you are going to rebuild, you go up 24-0 against the eventual Super Bowl champs. You've had seasons where you are the AFC South champions. You've never made the AFC conference game, a title game. At this point, you have to start from scratch and it's ground zero. And so get off everything that you can. This episode is brought to you by Bill Bar. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. For today's episode, Cody has already alluded to it. We're getting back to our position breakdowns, and I'm excited about it because the running back position, I think the Houston Texans, before we move on to it, I think the Houston Texans are one of few teams that need a running back change. You look at a lot of the teams around the NFL, uh, the elite teams, they either have a great running back or they have a great running game or their quarterback is just you know playing phenomenal at that time. But you look at what Tom Brady was able to do in Tampa, Leonard Fournette at times, Rojo at times, they were always able to contribute to the offense on the ground. And that's one thing Houston has lacked over this past season. So very excited to talk about the running backs on this roster, uh, how they can improve and Danny Barrett, the Texas running back coach. So that is where we're going to kick things off. However, would you bet money that Deshaun Watson would be traded before the season? If so, the odds are pretty high for certain teams. You can win a lot of money, but that's what betonline.ag Bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football is over. The NBA, college basketball, and hockey are all in full swings. Bet online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus your first deposit. Cannot beat that. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts with promo code locked on. We're covering everything you need to know about the Texans, but what about the rest of sports? Well, Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski. I love Peter, by the way. You need to check out this show. And it's all about the sports news you need every morning. And get this in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. And of course, you guys know that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. Also, subscribe to the Locked On Texas podcast. Leave us a review. So we're reviewing the Houston Texans running back position. And I think it's very important that we analyze Danny Barrett. We've analyzed Andy Bischoff. We've analyzed uh, Robert Prince. We've analyzed Pep Hamilton. We've analyzed the coaches, the assistant coaches for the positions moving forward in the 2021-22 season. And, and Danny Barrett, he's a guy that has some success in this league. 
And we have to review what Danny Barrett has done in the NFL. I think last year he did not get a fair shot uh, when we look at his evaluation. I'm glad that the Houston Texans organization, along with Nick Casario and David Culley, brought him back because I think he got an unfair share of how underwhelming the running backs were last year. And I want to add out with the addition of James Campen to that offensive line to coach them up, we should see a much improved running backfield. I think this is very important. We cannot talk about the production from the running back position if we can't give uh, the credit to what we believe is going to happen under James Campen and understand what we did see and what did not happen under the leadership of Mike Devlin. In 2016, Jay Ajayi had 1,200-plus yards and eight touchdowns. In 2017, when Ajayi got hurt and only played half the season, Kenyon Drake rushed for 644 yards and averaged 4.8 yards per carry, stepping into the starting back role. Now, honestly, as a running backs coach, the first year his backs did not combine for over 1,000 yards and produce with this past season. Remember, although he was healthier than what we've seen before, Carlos Hyde also rushed for 1,000 yards the first time in his career with Danny Barrett as his position coach. Whether or not it's important or needed to subtract any of the running backs on the roster right now, the two running backs on the roster that we have to talk about, right, and how the money lines up for Houston if they decide to go their separate ways this offseason is David and Duke Johnson. And I suggest you guys take time out to go check out Texans Cap. Follow him on Twitter. Got a lot of knowledge from just reading his article uh, from the past week at Texans Cap. It's very important what I'm about to say. I want to talk about David Johnson first. David Johnson has a $2.1 million in salary guarantees for 2021. Now, with a release, the team would gain a cap credit in 2022 on the money if Johnson earns cash from another team in 2021 league in the 2021 league year. A release saves $6.9 million in cap and cash. Johnson rushed for 691 yards and six TDs and caught 33 passes for 314 yards and two TDs through the air in 12 games. Had a lot of up and down games, missed some games, and did not perform like we were told he possibly would in the offseason. So that's understandable. Also, let's take a look at Duke Johnson, the team that has never utilized Johnson. And this information is straight from the Texans cap. So I want to make sure I'm giving him the credit because this is valuable information. The Texans, who I agree with the statement, never utilized Duke Johnson correctly. Um, after sending a third round pick to Cleveland in 2019, a release will save $5.15 million in cap and cash. Duke Johnson finished the season with 235 rushing yards, one touchdown, and caught 28 passes for 249 yards. So the Texans can save roughly about $12 million if they evaluate what's on this roster. Understand that everything going on probably within the next two to three years is going to be based around evaluation, addition, subtraction. And understanding that we are in a money bind due to the previous regime. Is it smart to say, you know what, let's give at least David Johnson one more year and they have to pay him a lot of money. But would an improved, foreseeable improved offensive line, he may be better. Or is it better to just subtract both of these running backs from this offense, from this team, and move forward? I actually have some great running backs in mind to discuss. But, you know, Cody, overall, they underwhelming is, I think, is an understatement 
for how they performed last year, uh, for whatever reason you want to say, but this running back room, and we've seen good games from David Johnson, but I don't think it's worth it moving forward, especially considering are you able to get better at that position for cheaper? Looking at David and Duke Johnson, in my opinion, I will say cut Duke, keep David. To me, I don't think David Johnson had a fair opportunity to showcase what he can do with the Texans last season because the offensive line in the run game was so terrible to the point. Remember, John, how many times have you heard me say this a lot here on Locked On Texans? Ever since the bye week, David Johnson talked about how hard it was to run behind that offensive line. And even though I looked at that as an excuse, but every time the offensive line played better, David Johnson gave a better effort. And we can all sit here and basically agree that the last three to four games of the regular season was the best that offensive line played all season long. And those last three games of the season was David Johnson's best production coming out of the backfield. In the last three games, the man recorded 239 rushing yards on 34 attempts with an average of 80 yards per game. In receiving, he recorded 153 receiving yards on 17 catches, averaging 51 receiving yards per game. In comparison to the first nine games last season, David Johnson averaged 50 yards per game in rushing and averaged 18 yards in receiving per game. David Johnson, through those last three games, showcased that there is something there that the Texans can use moving forward. However, John and listeners, if you guys do want to move off from the Johnson brothers in the backfield, I totally understand it and I totally get it. Because last year, the Texans had their second worst run game in franchise history. The only year that their run game was worse was their inaugural season in 2002. I definitely think it's time to move on from the Johnson brothers, if you will. Thank them for their contributions. But I think Houston can get better and younger. We're going to talk about that uh, coming up. However, we have to let you guys know, at least I do, how I kind of made it throughout the snowstorm. And we just got a new, fresh pack of Built Bar Bars right before the snowstorm. And I got to tell you, they did an amazing job holding me over when my lights went out and I needed something to eat because I was not able to cook. They have 18 amazing flavors, including my favorite, the caramel brownies and cookies and cream. Also, they still have the 12 original favorite flavors like peanut butter, brownie, coconut, and double chocolate. The bars are 100% chocolate, covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. You can lose or maintain weight while still indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are all low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Great for a keto diet. I'm telling you right now, you have to check out Built Bar. You get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Join the Draft Networks, Trevor Sakima and Ben Salak every weekday on Locked On NFL Draft. Every Monday through Friday, Trevor and Ben break down everything you need to know about the NFL Draft, upcoming prospects, and more through the draft scouting lens. With mock drafts every Monday, get an early look at which top prospects may be available for your team like the Houston Texans over at Locked On NFL Draft. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And I think that's perfect to discuss the NFL draft or the offseason in its entirety. Should the team like the Houston Texans, who I believe can get better, younger at the running back position, 
more dynamic as well. Um, should they use their fifth round pick on a young back in the NFL draft or um, look into the free agent pool? And those are the two things I wanted to look at. If they decide to go with it back in the draft with their fifth round pick, that's the only pick that they have in the fifth round. Here's some options that I believe could be available around that time in the fifth round. First option for me, first player off the board, if I were the Houston Texans and I'm looking for a running back that I believe can change the dynamics of this team in the backfield. I'm going with Chubba Hubbard, the running back out of Oklahoma State, 6'1", 207, uh, runs about a 4-5. He is projected to be around that 3-5 to five range. I think Houston could definitely use a running back like him. In seven games for the 2020 season, uh, he has 625 yards, 4.7 yards per carry, five touchdowns. But in 2019, where he lit college football on fire, nearly rushed for 2,100 yards, 6.1 yards per carry, and 21 touchdowns. After him, man, I got to tell you, I like Trey Sermon. Six foot, 221 pounds. His projected 40 time is a 4.5. 2020 with a shared backfield had 870 yards, 7.5 yards per carry and four touchdowns. 2018, 947 yards, 5.8 yards per carry with 13 touchdowns. I'm also looking at Puka Williams out of Kansas. 5'10", 170 pounds, a little bit lighter on the weight and height side. He's going to be projected to run a 4.440. Only played in four games in 2020, had 196 yards. But in 2019, had over 1,000 yards, three touchdowns. And in 2018, had over 1,100 yards with seven touchdowns. And I like Elijah Mitchell, the running back out of Louisiana Lafayette. He's also a little bit smaller height-wise at 5'11", but he's 217. He's going to run about a 4.5. He should be around in the fifth round. I think he's a dynamic running back that Houston could use. 2020 had 878 yards on the ground, eight touchdowns. But last year in 2019, had over 1,100 yards and 16 total touchdowns. I mean – I like these running back prospects that should be around and available in that fifth round. Houston can definitely get more dynamic, definitely get more younger, but overall, Cody and listeners, Houston can get a little bit cheaper. Not going to have to pay that running back that much. And the opportunity and the room to get better is also there. John, you talk about getting younger and talk about getting better. There was a lot of good prospects that you just named. However, I would not feel comfortable in the Texans wasting a draft pick in picking a running back when they already have a really good, solid young running back on the team already by the name of Scotty Phillips. This man only played one game and only ran ran two attempts last, last season. He did not get a fair opportunity to see what he can do out there on the field. Why go out and get another running back in the draft when you already have a young stud on the team? Because remember, John, there was a lot of hype surrounding Scotty Phillips' arrival in Houston last year. This was a guy who was projected to go somewhere between the fifth and the seventh round in the draft of last year, and he went undrafted. The Texans scoop him up, and he never had an opportunity to showcase what he can do. Remember, the two years that he spent at Ole Miss, he recorded 1,470 rushing yards, rushing 5.2 yards per attempt to go along with 17 touchdowns. Why in the world would you go out and draft another young stud when you already have one on the roster because you don't have a young stud on your roster he we don't know that drafted. we don't know that yet we, we, we he went undrafted and in a four and 12 year never saw real playing time i think he said it's kind of like what we feel about isaiah kohler we have a lot of expectations and we want to see isaiah kohler but 
obviously it's something that we are not seeing in practice that it's just displaying to the coaches that he's not ready. And I think Scotty Phillips is also one of those guys. I mean, he, I think he has some talent. You get undrafted and, you know, you go to the Texas, they pick you up. Uh, there was no offseason and preseason, and that's unfair to you. I understand that. But Houston can definitely get better. And if Scotty Phillips didn't have an opportunity to play over Duke Johnson, who as much as we want to see Duke thrive last year, uh, just never happened, then, you know, we don't have a stud. We don't have a young stud in Scotty Phillips. At least I don't agree with that. Because we don't, we don't, we haven't seen him. I don't agree with that because in that case, you could say the same thing about all the Texans young players that we don't have no stud, even Ross Blacklock. Like, None of fair. these none of these young guys had an opportunity to showcase what they can do. Last year would have been a perfect opportunity because they went 4 and 12. But what did we keep hearing every single week when Bill O'Brien was here and after Bill O'Brien was gone and Romeo Cannell stepped in? How much that this is a veteran team. This team is going to rely heavy, heavily on their veterans. And what did we say every single week? Play the young guys. See what you have in the young guys. Maybe if we would have saw Scotty Phillips a little bit more out there on the field, then maybe I would get your point a little bit more. But you can't say he's not a young stud when the, the boy was damn good in college. And not only that, he didn't get a fair opportunity last season, along with Isaiah Coulter, along with John Reed, and you could along with Jonathan Grenard. Like the, the names of the young guys continues to go down and down and down when you talk about the Texans. Yeah, but, you know, Scotty Phillips signed with the Houston Texans as an undrafted free agent in April in 2020 last year. He was waived on September 5th, signed to the practice squad the next day and elevated uh, to the team's active roster on September 10th and November 21st in weeks 1 and 11 against the Kansas City Chiefs and the New England Patriots and reverted back to the practice squad after each game. It was promoted to the active roster on November 25th, 2020. And in those three games, uh, three opportunities to see the – field he did not see much of the field as a running back uh, for Houston Texas but I also think Houston has an opportunity to get some young players uh, that has some playing time in the NFL in the free agent and I like Wayne Gallman a career year with Saquon Barkley out for the Giants big games against Seattle and Cincy um, and I think his opportunity to step in for Saquon and fill that void when we know Saquon is there, at least as of right now, franchise running back. He showed moments that he can get more touches in this NFL. And I also like Damian Williams. He'll be coming back, and I think Kansas City backfield is a little bit too crowded. So Houston can be a destination for a cheap price. Maybe strike a one-year deal with Houston and, you know, get some, just like Wayne Garman, some competitive playing times. Both men won't be expected to receive any hefty deals with the options on moving on from both of the Johnsons. You save yourself some major money and bring in another back. That's a 4.5 carry back and good out of the backfield catching. So that can also help your offense in the passing game, which is something we wanted to see consistently throughout the year with David and Duke Johnson. I just think with James Camper coming in as a new offensive line coach, that will help the running room. So to your point earlier made in the show, maybe you keep David. Uh, I think Duke is definitely gone. I don't think Houston needs his services anymore. When you look at the draft, you have players like Elijah Mitchell, Chubba Hubbard, and, and Trey Sermon. You also have free agents that can come in and help this team, I think you make a move. There's no way Houston goes in this offseason and come out and come out of it 
without making a move at the running back position to upgrade? It all depends on how much. And in my opinion, I just think it all depends on how much are they willing to spend to upgrade their backfield. Um, when you when you look at free agents, to be honest with you, John, I don't know if there's going to be any free agent who can come in at a cheap price and improve the Texans run game, especially if the offensive line is still just as bad in the run, just like there was in 2020. If they repeat that performance again in 2021, it doesn't matter who they bring in. We still going to have the same problems. But going back to my original point about how much they're willing to spend, as long as it's not too much, because in my eyes, their top priority should be how in the hell we improve this terrible defense, both on the defensive line and in the secondary, because it is God awful. And starting tomorrow, we are going to continue our position breakdowns, looking at the defensive side of the ball, starting with the defensive line and with the loss of J.J. Watt, everybody from Charles Amenihu to Ross Blacklock and whoever the hell else you want to name has some big shoes they have to fill. So we're going to take a look at the defensive line. But with that being said, that concludes another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your favorite football team in the Houston Texans every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And I'm your boy, John, some sports guy, Hickman. Really happy to be back to talk to you guys. And, you know, above all, I want to hear some of your stories about how all of you were able to come out on top and be victors throughout the snowstorm. So give us a call at 737-471-6148. Again, that is 737-471-6148. Also, if there's a running back that we miss that you guys like as a prospect, what do you think the Houston Texans should target in this NFL draft and more, give us a call, 737-471-6148. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. We're back for the rest of the week and more. So don't forget to tune in and tap in every single day, Monday through Friday, Locked On Texans. Till tomorrow, peace. Stay warm, Houston. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.